You can get it done. What's more, you gotta get it done. There's a gleam, man. There's a gleam. Let's get the gleam, all right? Let's go. Want a piece of that championship? Put it in here. Hey, guys, where else would you rather be? This is Hour 2 of Big Dog Sports Talk with Rick Watson on the WRAD Talk Network. Two underway here on this Monday. Hope you're doing well, wherever you might be. Text line's open for you at 744-2990. Going to sound the program down in Miami. It is uh, Marva in Miami. Hey, Marva, how are you? Good morning. I'm all right, Rick. How are you? Hey, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I know, uh, my goodness, uh, this is the time of year I know you get so excited about. I mean, it's March Madness time. And, of course, no school is more synonymous with uh, the NCAA tournament than uh, your North Carolina Tar Heels. Well, you know, I am excited about March Madness. <laughs> oh. I mean, there's some people talking. There's some quibbling about our seeding. But, I mean, I just oh. got to go in there and win. I take it six seed. Doesn't mean you can't come out and uh, win the whole thing. <laughs> oh, wait a minute, Marv. I'm sorry, I'm perusing the bracket here. I it, it appears as if... North Carolina's not in the bracket. I, <laughs> no, no, you're, you're, you need to look closer huh. because North Carolina is in. The North Carolina is a six-feed. Uh, we'll be playing on Saturday against either <laughs> Purdue or St. John. Huh. Okay. You just need to look again. All right. A little bit of a surprise. Well, I, I don't see that. I'll keep looking. Uh, I'll keep on trying to find it. But uh, let me see here. I'm looking through the NIT bracket, too, Marvin. You know, the one that has 32 teams, it's a – no – no, I see Clemson here and Tech. I I don't see a Carolina in that either. Huh. You know, I think there's confusion. I didn't realize. I thought you were talking about the women's tournament. Oh, oh, you were talking about the women's tournament. Yeah, they're in that one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah no. I didn't. <laughs> the men's tournament? I, you know, I hadn't even really thought about the men's tournament. I guess Carolina's not playing the men's tournament. No, no, uh, no, they're not. Or or they're the not. NIT. And, you know, on a very serious note, though, I, I you know, heard you talking earlier, and uh, Go heels. a lot has been said about that statement that was released about Carolina not playing. And I think a statement did have to be released because, of course, that's going to be a question people are going to ask. And, you know, the criticism, oh, this is poor sportsmanship or it's arrogance or whatever, and I don't think any of those things are true. I mean, I just, I trust the coaches and the players to know when it's time to just call it on a season. Um, and when it's time to regroup, just get ready for next season. I mean, Duke did the same thing back in 2021. They refused to go to the NIT, and I just don't remember there being all this controversy about it. I just, 
you know, it, it is what it is. I mean, I would have supported this team had they chosen to play in it as well. Um, but there's just so many things things are up in the air. Um, you know, who's going to come back? You know, what's going to happen? And just looking at Carolina's season overall, I mean, Carolina had 13 losses on the season. Ooh. You know, five of those were one or two possession losses. And had they won those close games, um, you know, we wouldn't even be having this discussion today. Um, one thing that I just don't fully understand, and I, I don't really think it's it's fair, is this whole, you know, quad one wins. Because you can beat a team and it gets counted as a quad one win. And then based on what happens with that team later, it loses its quad one status. And I that's the only thing that, that kind of bugs me. I really don't think that is fair. I think if you beat a team and it counts as a quad one win at the time, then it should stay a quad one win. Because anything can happen to a team going forward. Maybe their best player gets injured and he's out for the rest of the year. That does not, why should that uh, make your win back in November or whenever it was look bad? I don't, I don't really think that's fair for anyone. I, I think that should be changed. But other than that, I don't have any, you know, quibbles with things happening with Carolina not making it in terms of, oh, you know, they should have or, or this should have happened because anybody, you know, you win your conference tournament and you're in. Um, and so Carolina had a shot. And so everybody had a shot. So I really, you know, I know there's a lot of belly aching today from Clemson. Oh, we should have won. You know, we beat NC State. You know, we beat Pitt. But they had a chance to, to guarantee their win. And they, they could have won the conference tournament. And then they would not be having this conversation. So I, I don't really want to hear that from anyone. <laughs> Well, but I, I do. I mean, I'm talking about Carolina. I don't want to hear anything like that because every team, you know, you have this opportunity. You know, win your conference tournament and you're in. Everybody right. has that same opportunity to do that. Yeah, but that's skewed in itself too, right? I mean, I still don't understand how the conference tournament, in the eyes of you know, I guess the committee, I guess it's just the rules that are set forth. Then we find out it's a it's a it's a message of contradictions, right? Because Yes, if you win the tournament, you're automatically getting a bid. But clearly, when you look at what happened in the tournament in several regions, they didn't pay a lot of attention to the results of those games, did they? Because if they would have, Clemson probably should have gotten in over NC State. That's just one example. But there were other examples as well they were talking about yesterday. The regular season championship, to me, means more than winning, you know, three or four games over a weekend. Well, you know, it's... It's interesting you say that. I mean, that was always Dean Smith's philosophy that it was just more important to come out on top for the regular season because it shows it's a greater body of work and it's tougher. Um, and because there is a lot, there are a lot of things that are up in the air with the conference tournaments. But still, I just present that that's an avenue available to everyone. And um, as far as Clemson goes, and I guess I'm, I'm talking about them a lot because I've, I've seen a lot of their talk online. They're very salty about the fact that they didn't win. They're very salty even about the fact that in terms of the first four outs that Carolina was ranked ahead of them. And it's like, well, Carolina beat them really convincingly, so they can't. I really just want them to take several seats this morning. So I guess that's why I, I feel about that. I feel so strongly about that because they, they could have won, won the tournament and they'd be in. And also they did not what I believe hurt them is that they did not have a very strong schedule. They did not schedule very um, tough teams to play outside of conference. And then a lot of those uh, teams that they did play, they lost to. So I just, I don't know, just don't want to hear that this morning. I mean, I wish them the, the best of luck in the NIT. 
Marva joining us from Miami. Um, well, how are you feeling now as a Carolina alum, a diehard? I mean, you got to admit, this has got to be one of the most disappointing and underachieving seasons in recent memory. Four or five starters back from last year. Big deal about them all getting paid. They did. And and then to have this as a result. And all of a sudden, Hubert Davis goes from being, hey, look at the guy who destroyed Mike Krzyzewski's career there at the end to uh, – He's going to be on the hot seat next year. Let's just say it the way it is. Well, I think you know there are a lot of people that are are not pleased uh, with him, and I don't think anybody's pleased with how the, the season ended in terms of Carolina fans. Um, but the team, um, it's interesting to me because you know, we were talking about this last week and we talked about those players getting paid and how they've changed. But the thing is, the, the position Carolina was in at the end of the season, if you recall last season going into the ACC tournament, Carolina was also a bubble team. Now, Carolina did make it to the uh, conference final um, last year and did get into the tournament. But what I mean is, before they um, got these big paydays, they were in the same position. They're still coming into the tournament as a bubble team. So I don't know if uh, – I still frankly don't believe that that's the problem, the fact that they got paid when we see so many people around the country, players got paid. Um, I just think there's, there's some things going on you know, that we don't know about uh, that we may never know about, that we're just not quite right, like in terms of uh, chemistry this year. I mean, when you, especially when you see so many close uh, losses, like I mentioned, there were five that were just one or two possession losses. Um, and I think it will be interesting to see what happens going forward. And I don't have a problem with them not playing in NIT or had they played. I wouldn't have had a problem with that either. Um, I, I trust them to make the right decision, and I think it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I mean, a lot of people have talked about Hubert Davis's recruiting. You know, for the 2024 class, he has the number one recruiting class in the country. There is some talk about some of those players trying to reclassify, uh, see if they can come in early. And I honestly, usually I don't pay a lot of attention to recruiting because I, I kind of wait till somebody gets on campus. I don't like to get excited about anyone until they actually get on campus and you know they're going to play. Um, but I do think that's interesting, and it will be um, good to see him have a team that has players that the majority of those players were recruited by him. And I think he deserves uh, that opportunity, or any coach really deserves that opportunity. Um, you know, he came in and he was playing with uh, Roy Williams's players. By that, I mean the players he recruited. And I want to see, I think he deserves an opportunity to see what he can do with uh, a team that's, you know, the majority of the players there are his players. Agreed. I mean, he does need to get his own team in there uh, and see what happens. I think it's going to be a very pivotal year next year. And I don't think, you know, to be honest, he wouldn't say this publicly, but I, if I'm him, I don't want any of those guys back. I want them, like you're saying, I just want them to move on. I just think that there's too much there. There's just too much. There's a lot of animosity reported throughout the season. He didn't have any control they apparently were very adamant about not playing in the NIT, so he had to acquiesce. I, I think you just let those guys move on at this point, like you're saying, and get the new right. guys in there. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I I just don't know what we're going to see with that. There's been a lot of discussion, like, amongst Carolina fans about what's going to happen. Like, for example, uh, Armando Baycott can come back because he has the, the COVID year. So he could come back for a fifth year if he wants. And I know that he's a player who loves the school. Um, I know that he wants – to win um and i think you know it must be interesting to see you know what happens if he does come back because i 
if he does come back, I, I think he will be a stronger player. I think he can possibly be a positive influence on some of the younger guys coming in um, because everybody says, you know, he is a character guy and, uh, and we know that he attracts when we play, when we watch the games, he's always, you know, double team. Sometimes he's triple team. He's attracting a lot of attention. And if he gets some shooters out there to pass the ball off to in those situations, it could make a big difference, I think. So I, I would be, if he came back, I mean, I, I would be happy to see him come back. But I mean, I also would understand if he decides he's ready to move on. Well, we shall see. I mean, uh, last year the NBA told him they weren't ready for him. I mean, he, he, that's why he, wanted, he thought he was ready last year to be a, a lottery pick. I don't think he has much of a future in the NBA unless he bulks up a whole lot. But we'll see. He could play overseas, though. Well, he may need to develop a, yeah. a, a three-point shot. It seems like everybody needs to have a, a three-point shot. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll see what his, uh, you know, what his prospects are and what he does. Um, but I'm just not, and I'm not going to be, you know, down on him or any other player, actually, kid. I, I just don't, I, I don't like to, you know, come out and, and bash a young person. Um, yeah, but they're millionaires. You know, we'll just... <laughs> see, see, that's where the NIL has changed it. These aren't just young people. These are entrepreneurs that have already started their professional lives. I mean, Baycott got over a million dollars to stay. So, but even if somebody gets a million so, million dollars, that doesn't. But that doesn't compare them. I mean, to like uh, top professionals. Like nobody's out there yeah, making, pros. you know, Steph Curry money. Nobody's out there, yeah, you know, but, being paid like you know Giannis or LeBron. Um, some of these players may be being paid like the last guy on the bench yeah. in the NBA, maybe. Um, but I. I I just feel like still. I mean, I look at their eighteen twenty two, you know, eighteen to yeah. twenty two, and I, I just don't like to to come down on them like you would say if you felt like a professional, uh, you know, somebody in the NBA was not performing. It, it's still a different world, well, and I just it is. But I mean, I'm not saying without any criticism, but just the the things that some people say that the level that some people take it to, like you know going after people's families and so i just feel like that's just out of bounds like i just i would never do well, that that's yeah that's i mean yeah. even like with duke you know i do not like you but even then i would never say something about a player's family or, or you know go after them on social i mean that's just people who do that really need hobbies how about your dukies how about that winning the acc tournament are you upset? Oh my goodness! What an anticlimactic! Uh, you know the, that game was not a good game, um, and I, I don't know. I'm looking at the teams from ACC that made the men's tournament, and I am a conference person for the most part. Um, but I, I mean, would you be surprised? You probably would, but would you be surprised if none of these teams made it beyond the Sweet Sixteen? I think Duke will. I think Duke's going to make it. Well, I mean, people have said they have a very favorable bracket, but if they didn't make it beyond, I, I would not. No, I would not I would, be I surprised. Be. And again, I hope I'm wrong in terms of conference. I mean, I won't, you know, not with Duke, but in terms of conference, I would love to see, like, say, a Miami go on a run. Uh, but look at Virginia. Virginia's in there with Alabama, and I just don't. You know, when we talked about this before, I was saying I thought Alabama would make it to the championship game, and I, I still think that they will make it. Um, I, I'm not saying I, I hope that they will win, just because there's so much controversy around that program right now, a lot of ugliness off the court. 
but I could see them, you know, making it to the, you know, championship case. Well, I don't understand the whole Virginia love. I kept hearing it toward the end of the season. I watch them play. I don't come away impressed with Virginia ever when I watch them play, and Duke just ran them out of the gym. Duke was just so much better well, than they were. I don't like – I just don't like their style, and I've never liked their style um, of play. So um, that's one reason why I don't enjoy watching them. Um, but the thing is, if they can get a lead on you, I mean, they can get even sure, just like a 10-point sure. lead on you, um, it's very hard to come back against them. And so I don't know, but I just feel like they're in a bad uh, region, you know, when they would have to, uh, they keep winning, they're going to have to face um, Alabama. And I just don't see them. No. That's not. I don't see that happening. Of course, anything could happen, but I just don't see it. They might lose the first game, and then I don't think they win against Charleston. I think Charleston's going to beat San Diego State, and I think that's going to be late. They didn't, you're right. They didn't give Virginia much much chance at all no. to come out of the South at so all. They gave them a four seed, but they just didn't put them in a you know a good position. Correct. Correct. To win. Well, that goes, too, to so, show you that the tournament, they didn't look at the tournament results as being that big a deal because Duke, and I'm, I'll be the last person to ever defend Duke because of all the favoritism they've had over the years, but the fact that they got a five as ACC tournament champs and, and Virginia got a four, the team that they beat, I mean, I'm not sure exactly how that lined up with all the quad crap like you were talking about. I can't keep up with all that. I think it's such a – I just think that's so hard. Like, it if a is. team's a quad one, they should. If a victory know. is a quad one, at the time it happened, it should stay a quad one. Correct. Correct. Like, yeah. even last year, there's, there's something this past weekend where something happened with Ohio State, and everybody said, well, that gives Carolina another quad one because of something that happened with Ohio State in March. <laughs> right, right. You know, Carolina beat Ohio State months ago, and it was a quad one at the time, but did they lost the quad one status. I know. I, just, I, know. I don't know. It just does not seem fair. And you don't see this, like, you know, in, in football, a, a team, say, is number one or in the top ten, you beat them, and then they fall off. And But at the time you beat them, that's what they were, and that's what I think you should be judged on. It just doesn't – it's just bizarre, I think. I don't, why make it so complicated? No, I agree. I agree. Well, hang in there. I was thinking about you, especially when I saw how close they were to getting in, um, which was really kind of surprising. But, hey um, – are you still going to try to enjoy the tournament? You got to get in our brackets. People want to go up against you. Well, yes, I will be in the brackets. Right. I will definitely be in there, and I just don't know, you know, how many full games I'll watch. But <laughs> I will try to support most of the ACC teams. I will try to, even though I know they don't grant Carolina the same courtesy. I will try to support most of the ACC teams. I <laughs> mean, um, I'd like to see them win, but I just, I just don't know. All right. All right. Well, have a great week, and give my best to your fam. And um, I will be down your way this weekend. How close are you to Daytona Beach? I saw that, and I, I'm going to be – I'll be – that's normally about four hours away from me. Oh. But actually, we're going out of town because the kids have spring break next week, and we're going out of town, so we won't even be here. So basically, you're Sorry. planning to be out of the state. state. You're planning to be out of the state because you knew I was coming. That's basically the way I'm reading this. Uh, not not really, but but just I know we're about to run out of time, but I do want to say that ACC women, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to Carolina playing in the women's tournament, and I think the ACC women uh, can make some noise. I think they may do better than the men. 
Yeah, I think you probably. I think they already have done better than the men. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah getting yeah. the with yeah. All right. And more well, teams, too, I believe. I guess we can't even share the same state next weekend. Thanks a lot. Appreciate I'm that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's all right. That's all right. Well, enjoy your week. But if they win, will they play in Florida again next weekend? I don't know how that works. No, you go every day. We play Sunday. If you win, you play in the quarters on Monday, and then the semis are on Tuesday and the championships on Wednesday. So, yeah, as long as we oh, win. Oh, wow. So I'll be gone the whole time you're here. But, uh, you know. Uh, sorry. Well. Just leave the front door unlocked if I need a place to crash. I'm <laughs> well, if you want to crash four hours away from the tournament. Yeah, I might, I might need to just get away from it all. I might just need to get away from it all. All right, yeah. stay safe. Okay, you too. All right, that's uh, Marva in Miami joining us on the program. She's, you know, a little salty about her heels there. <laughs> we'll take a break. We'll come back nearly halfway home on a Monday. Time out. Big Dog Sports Talk is taking a time out. Now, hold Wait a minute. Time out. You want to say that one more time without the sarcasm? BTSD will return in a moment on WRAD. This is Mike Leach. You're listening to Big Dog Sports Talk with Rick Watson. Hope you're well, wherever you might be. 25 minutes for the top of the hour here on this uh, Monday. Didn't get the uh, snow event they were so confident about. I mean, it stopped yesterday in Reiner about 9 o'clock. I was very happy. Nothing on the cars, nothing on the grass, even as the day went forward. Sorry, sorry. But remember, you heard it here from Jim in Smith Creek. When he didn't see a shadow. All right, go join our basketball bracket. There's a couple ways you can do it. The big one is at WRADradio.com. That's a chance to win our basketball bracket challenge. If you uh, finish in the top 10, you get um, $25 McAdoo's gift certificate. If you win the whole thing, you get gift certificates and a 55-inch 4K smart TV. You have to have them in by Thursday, 316 uh, at noon before the first game. Don't worry about picking the first four games tomorrow, Wednesday. But if you like somebody in the first four to advance, that's where you can pick them in your bracket. You'll see it. Check it out right now uh, at WRED.com. Plus, we have them up on our uh, Facebook page. You can join the men's bracket. It's at the top. We do this every year. It's a lot of fun. You get to win some T-shirts, some other cool little prizes that we'll have for you there. And we also made a women's bracket. You can find the link on our Facebook page because they deserve – all of the um, attention as well, the tech women. All right, many of you wanted to hear Coach Cormany, and this is his opening statement. I'm not going to play the whole thing. Um, I thought he did this very eloquently, very classy, as first of all, you're going to hear him address uh, John Marshall's players and then get into what is going on. Hopefully this comes across, but I've had a lot of requests, and here's Coach Cormany after – Radford High School lost to John Marshall. I want to congratulate John Marshall. Um, John Marshall's kids are outstanding basketball players. They're elite basketball players. Um, they uh, they conduct yourself well. They're they're going to be really good moving forward. Um, 
Something's wrong here, gentlemen. Something's wrong. Now, I've been in this a long time. This is my 40th, 40th year as a head high school coach. Okay. Uh, and I don't know what the answer is. I'll be honest with you. I don't know what the answer is. And I'm not blaming nobody. Please take that as that. As that. I'm not blaming administrators. I'm not blaming the Virginia High School League. I'm not blaming parents. I'm not blaming coaches. This is not right. Okay? We're in the kid business. We're in the kid business. I've been in the kid business for 40 years. I was a guidance counselor until last year when I retired. Okay? We need to figure out something here. We need to figure out something here. Because the purity of the high school game is leaving. Because this is going to set an example for others to do the same thing. Okay? And I'm not mad. I'm not angry. I'm not. Because, again, I'm not taking anything away from John Marshall. Goodness gracious, what incredible athletes. Several of them are going to be pros. Okay? But something's got to be uh, something. I don't know if we're, if we, I mean, do I, I think it's going to change how everybody does things in the state. Gentlemen, I think it's going to change it. I don't know if it's, I don't know if this is a school board thing. I don't know if this is a, I don't know if this is administrators at their own schools a thing. I don't know who it is, but nothing's happening. Coach Cormany, first and foremost, gave all the credit to the John Marshall kids. He didn't make this about the players. And he's just asking questions that need to be asked. And if you don't like it, I'm sorry. This isn't right. There are injustices you can talk about um, that don't make it right because you agree with them politically. And that's the problem with this country, especially right now. In this situation, he doesn't want to blame the administrators in the VHSL, so I will. That's exactly who this falls on. <laughs> it's just common sense, right? They're the ones who make the rules, and they're the ones that are allowing this to happen. And I think John Marshall would win lots of games and state championships if they were reclassified. But the way they're allowed to operate and the way that now, as Coach Cormany made a great point, you're going to see this open up different sections throughout the state going forward, that this is the way it needs to be done. And it's going to happen. And for us here in southwest Virginia in the New River Valley, and we have very good student athletes who are wonderful, wonderful kids and good, good players, boys, girls, whatever it may be, these guys are already getting paid in their Division I going to different Division I universities. They're an AAU squad, right? Number one in the country. Um, I mean, this is a team that would beat any level of any team in this state. And I think at some point, yeah, They've worked real hard to skew the numbers to stay in class two and the VHSL who makes these rules, which is why you have all the reclassifications going on here. Pulaski County's dropping down to class three and all this. Well, you kind of got to look at a rule and say, you know what, when it's a stupid rule, it needs to be questioned. And looking at John Marshall 
and this basketball program strictly from an enrollment perspective and not understanding the bigger picture here either shows you people that don't really care that are in charge running the VHSL, right? Or people who are just too scared to make a stand, which is what happens in many who are in positions of leadership today. They're just too frightened to stand for anything or to back what is correct. And this is what's going on with uh, high school athletics right now. And it's hitting home here in the Commonwealth. This isn't something that hasn't uh, this is something that's been going on a long time in other states. High school football in Texas, California, Florida, and now it's hitting here. And I know there are a lot of parents who aren't very happy. The parents there are very happy because their kids are winning and they don't see anything wrong with it because they're looking at it through the other lens. But I will say this. I've known Coach Cormany a long, long time. I broke into uh, – calling games with his program. He and Coach Lindeberg, when I was calling Radford High School games, uh, football and basketball. And he's not reacting like this because they lost a basketball game. I think there was some folks, I read a lot of the comments, I'd say 75, 80% supported what Coach was saying. People who weren't were saying, oh, he's just mad they lost. That's not Coach Corman. He's not at all talking about this because they lost the game. But he has to go into it, as he did the last couple of years, knowing that once you won that game to play John Marshall, the season's over. And you felt for the Radford kids. They tried their hardest. But, you know, it's just something that – Needed to be said. I'm glad it was uh, needed to be said. It, it, it was something that's out there now, and I think a lot of coaches agree. I think it says a lot for Coach Cormany. He had the guts to actually go out and do it, and maybe other people now will follow that have been too frightened, that have been muted for whatever reasons. But I'm glad it was said. I'm glad it's out there, and I'm glad there's a conversation going now. Maybe people are going, well, wait a minute. Maybe this isn't right. Yeah. This is wrong, isn't it? Because it's all supposed to be about the young people. Last time I checked, when you become an administrator at a school or an organization like the VHSL, it's supposed to be about young people. It's supposed to be about the student-athletes. All right? If you're a school administrator and you're on a board, if you're on a whatever it might be, you work on a faculty, it's supposed to be about the kids, but it hasn't been now for a long time. We saw that during the whole COVID debacle. Never was about the kids. It was all about following the flow. Same thing now with this. Is this something that's going to gain traction, or is the VHSL just going to throw their arms in the air, which I expect them to do, and act as if they can't do anything about it? When they can, because they're the ones who make the rules. But there's a lot of politics along the way, and they don't want to try to worry about uh, wading through the mucky muck, right? We're going to continue to collect our checks as the head of this and that, but we're not going to do anything about it to help benefit kids. Same thing with the NCAA. They were there to regulate student-athletes. They were there to supposedly have the best interest of student-athletes at all times. And what did they do? Well, they acquiesced to the contracts, to the money, to the TV, and they didn't care, and they stopped policing everything, which is why the NCAA is an absolute joke now and has no power, especially in college football. 
All right? So that's where we are on all this. And I'm glad Coach Cormany said what he said. It's a pretty long – you can find it on YouTube. It's a, about a seven-and-a-half-minute press conference. But I think that's the gist of it there. Wasn't blaming anybody at John Marshall, especially their kids. He has nothing but respect for those players. But at the same time, he's allowed to ask a question. I don't know why we've gotten to the point in this country where you can't ask a question. You can only question what is in favor of being questioned politically nowadays. You can't question anything else if you fall outside of that category. And that's why you're seeing the absolute just debacle after debacle that's going on right now. It's why we see these NIL deals in college football that have people so disgusted too, just from a pure sports perspective, because the people that were in charge, the people who were hired and paid just ungodly salaries don't do their jobs, which is why you have the portal out of control, which is why you have college football about to go ahead and regulate itself with the breaking off of the Big Ten and the SEC, and why you have the Pac-12 ready to almost be extinguished because they can't get a TV deal, and it's why the ACC is um, struggling mightily to try to survive. Because... All that matters is self-interest, and nobody's looking at anything but their own program or their own conference because there's nobody there to relegate it anymore because the NCAA failed and failed miserably. Same thing with the VHSL. It's failing miserably if it doesn't address this and continue the conversation and try to look into what are potential options at least make an effort to be heard. At least pretend that you give one iota about the young people that are involved. And these are younger people than college students. These are very impressionable. Ninth, tenth graders coming in, whatever their classification may be. I mean, the grade status. This is how they're going to view life going forward, right? It sends a bad message. And it's something that is out of control. And it's going to, like Coach Cormody is exactly right, you're going to start to see this in different pockets throughout the state. And you're going to have the same scenario that people are so frustrated about with super conferences in college football. Now you're going to have super, maybe districts, programs throughout the state that once you get to a certain level of that state tournament that the thing's basically over. But common sense is not something that is spread out, distributed as frequently nowadays as it used to be. It's just not. And in this case, common sense would tell you that when you have a team who's starting five players who are all going to be playing Division I college basketball and beating everyone by 60, 70 points in the state tournament, that something, something is out of whack when that school district's allowed to have a much broader region of qualifications in terms of their students being able to go there as opposed to any other counties and regions and cities. Well, 
doesn't take much to realize that things are on a very uneven playing field. But apparently it's something that has gotten through the watchful eye (laughs) of the uh, Virginia High School League and its administrators. But kudos to uh, Coach Cormany. He's not only standing up for his kids, but he's standing up for all kids who are in this situation going forward. Because he cares about the whole process, the game itself, the whole element of it. He's not just talking about one loss or now two losses back-to-back years to John Marshall. This goes deeper than that. All right, we will take a break. We'll come back. There's so much going on this weekend with uh, the tournaments. We have all week to get you ready for that, which we will do. Kudos to the Tech women. They get the number one seed, a couple games in Blacksburg. They'll open up with Chattanooga. Tech men in the NIT, the Radford men in the CBI. Bracket Madness, go join today at WRAD.com. More coming up, we'll wrap up Hour 2. the Motley Crew docu-movie, or it's terrible. <laughs> it's, it's just, it's just terrible. <laughs> Hair band era there with the Motley Crew and all those bands were, you know, there's a reason they didn't hang around very long. Um, our basketball bracket challenge is up and running. WRADradio.com is where you go for a chance to win the Basketball Bracket Challenge. If you finish in the top 10, you get a $25 McAdoo's gift certificate. If you come in first place, you win the grand prize. It's a 55-inch 4K smart TV. Again, WRADradio.com. Go in, and uh, the deadline is Thursday, March 16th. Do it before noon, before game one. So you have a few days to get ready. I'll be filling out my bracket. I'll share my picks with you, as always. I'm not going to boast that it's going to be this unbreakable bracket because I know I'm going to screw it up, and I'll probably be out the first day. (laughs) But, and it's a little different for me. I'm traveling, so I don't get to enjoy the Thursday-Friday. Usually I really like sitting down and just watching the Thursday-Friday. Those are the best two days of the tournament for me. I'll be traveling Friday, Highlanders are playing down at Daytona Beach in the CBI. We'll take on Tarleton State. 3.30 on Sunday, 3 o'clock will be the pregame. We'll have all the games here on the radio network. Or you can go and um, and jump right into spending bukus of money on Flow Sports. That's the only way you can watch the games online. Or you can listen to us for free. As the Highlanders take on this team out of Texas, the Tarleton State Texans. Out of the whack. Western Athletic Conference. So, be sure to join us, won't you? And we'll see how many uh, 
how many wins Radford can uh, build up here. I think overall to be a good postseason thing for the program. I think it'd be very, very positive for them to go out and do these things. And check out the CBI bracket. I also have it up on our – not doing a CBI uh, bracket, by the way. Somebody just asked, you doing a CBI bracket contest? No, no. <laughs> but nonetheless, we want our Highlanders to go in and do well, and uh, that's, that's what that's for. <laughs> uh, it's the Discount Tires CBI tournament, by the way. It is. It is. The Discount Tire College Basketball Invitational. We may or may not be allowed to bring home a set of four tires for whatever our vehicle make may be. I'm just saying. All right, 8 o'clock power hour coming up. Stay with us. 